Welcome to the Weed Smart Regional Update with me, Jessica Strauss, the Weed Smart Communications Lead. This is a new podcast in these crazy times as in-person events can no longer go ahead. So each Monday we'll have an expert from a different cropping region to provide a regional weeds-focused update. Let's get into it. Barley grass control has been put under the microscope in a three-year barley grass project jointly funded by the GRDC and University of Adelaide. Western Australia Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development Research Officer Catherine Borger and project participant Ben Wisson from Consult Ag, who are both involved in this project, have some interesting preliminary results to share with us. And they do join us now. How are you both? Really good. Thanks, Jess. Going well. Thanks, Jess. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast and welcome. So I wanted to just firstly start off, Catherine, by asking you if you can give us a bit of an overview of what's involved in the Barley Grass Project. Can you get us in on the details? Sure. This national GRDC project is really a grower-led research program. The point was to deliver local management systems. That's important because barley grass has a lot of variation. For example, South Australia deal with barley grass species Hordium glaucum. And in Western Australia, we have a bit of Hordium glaucum and a bit of Hordium leporium. We can't easily tell the difference between those two species in the field, but because we have two different species there, they are doing different things. So the key to barley grass control is really that it has to be about what the local populations are doing. So this project has grower groups in Western Australia, South Australia and New South Wales. The whole shebang is led by Gurjit Gill in University of Adelaide. In Western Australia, the groups are LIFT, Lakes Information and Farming Technology, Calabaran Demonstration Group, SEPWA, MIG and Wantfa and FACI working together. Each of the Groups is looking at a three-year rotation where they're considering a range of management options, usually from cheaper to more expensive, just to find out what's the most practical option for each region. And we're also throwing in a bit of resistance testing. Excellent. Love a bit of resistance testing just for good measure. That's great. Now, Ben also joins us on the podcast today, and Ben is in the lift group that Catherine just mentioned just then. Ben, why did the lift group get involved in this project? Well, Jessica, based in the Lakes region around Lake Grace, uh, barley makes up a pretty big part of our rotation. And, and prior to the emmy tolerant varieties, uh, that's where we're finding a, a big build up of barley grass, particularly on our heavier soil types. And there's also quite a, a large area of pasture uh, in our area as well so that's where we're finding that that the barley grass was building up in the pasture phase particularly after a, a series of drier seasons where it was getting harder to to remove that barley grass earlier in the season and we we're relying on spray topping which wasn't having great results so it was popping up as, as a problem weed for a number of growers and and so that's why the lift group were keen to get involved to to have a look at what other things we could do to manage it uh, there were some concerns about resistance to some group A herbicides that we were using in pasture. So we, so they were looking to see what else they could use and, and what other management strategies could be best adopted. And, and particularly, it was particularly interesting to have a look over a number of years, over a three-year period, to see if we could put a whole systems approach together. 
Yeah, great. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, farming systems is definitely the weed smart train of thought of how we like to talk about things. So, Catherine, Ben mentioned just there some management strategies and that being part of the core focus of some of the trial work, that some of the project work that you've been doing. So what are some of the key management strategies that were being considered and are being considered by the five grower groups in this project? Obviously, the five grower groups cover the whole wheat belt, so there was a fair bit of variation. A couple of the groups were really focusing on pre-emergent herbicides. Obviously, with the release of new products like Luxamax, Growers were keen to see how they stacked up against Sakura and some of the other existing pre-emergents. Crop competition came up in a couple of spots. Obviously, our barley grass is shorter than particularly some of the eastern states varieties, so crop competition can be highly effective. There were in-crop options like Monza and Intervix to try and take care of some of those late emergents you see so commonly with barley grass. And as Ben mentioned, Pasture was a big part of the rotation and a big area where barley grass can build up. So the different herbicide and spray topping options in pasture was also a key direction for a couple of the groups. Okay, great. Thanks, Catherine. So, Ben, what were the management options which worked best for the lift group then? Can you give us a bit of information on that? Well, from the trial that that we conducted, the best treatment for managing the barley grass we found was an, an early pasture manipulation with quizalifop followed by a spray top with glyphosate. That's what we found got the, the best result in terms of, of the lowest number of seed produced and it corresponded to, to crop yield, although there wasn't a lot of difference to crop yield the following year. So we ran a pasture in the first year and that's where we put our pasture treatments out and, and then cropped over it the following year to, to see what effects that they would have on the crop the next year. So target followed by glyphosate spray top was the best and we would generally see that out in the paddock as well. What we didn't find was, was paraquat on spray topping was, was really quite ineffective and again that, that mirrors what we would see out in the paddock as well, that, that the staggered timing of heads just makes it too hard and we can't get good grazing pressure on barley grass either. Firstly because our paddocks are getting too big now that we can't get enough sheep on them to get a uniform emergence of heads and, and also just the way paraquat works that as soon as a, a barley grass head is still in the sheath then it doesn't get hit and doesn't get controlled. So certainly that group A followed by a, a glyphosate was the best. Okay, Ben, that's really interesting to hear. Now, Catherine, obviously there's five groups like you've mentioned across the wheat belt. So if you could just condense for us, what are some of the key findings that have come out of the trial work so far? For the Calabaran demonstration group, like Ben found, an early group A in pasture was fantastic. It also maximised the total pasture biomass at the end of the year, so get onto that barley grass early and other more desirable pasture species were taking over. Even though they had really, really good control in those plots, they still had fantastic emergence in the next year. A lot of these trials really highlighted that barley grass is not a one-year weed. You really need three or four years of good control because it's got a pretty strong seed bank. How frustrating. And in the second year, Treflan and Sakura gave really excellent control and that was very apparent in the crop yield at the end of that season. Down in Sequa, they were looking at different re-emergent treatments and they had two very, very dry starts to the year. So 
their pre-emergence weren't working as well as you might hope. And Sakura was generally outperforming the other pre-emergence. In the 2020 crop, their intercept did a really nice job initially, but there was a lot of late barley emergence. Barley will keep coming up in July, August, sometimes even September. Wow. So it's very hard to control those later plants. The mid group was also looking at spray topping or slashing, and they actually got 100% control from that treatment. It was really, really good control across the whole trial. Again, they still had pretty good emergence in the second year, even though they completely prevented seed set. And like Sequa, they had a look at the pre-emergence and found that, again, Sakura was performing most reliably. Luxamax and Monza Incrop were a bit less effective but might have given better residual control. Again, they had some dry conditions and crop emergence and pre-emergent herbicides were not as effective as they'd hoped. So this last year they decided to brown manure just to get on top of that barley grass seed set. The Wantfer and Facey group down in Wickepin found that high rates of Treflan at three litres were doing better than two litres of Treflan. They got really excellent intervix control, but they also had different seeding rates of 40 to 120 and that made a very big impact on their barley grass. Not necessarily the density or even the biomass, but there was a huge difference in barley grass seed sets, much lower at those high cropping rates. Very interesting. And yes, I just thought I'd mention the resistance test. We tested 39 populations. There was no resistance to paraquat. We actually found a couple of populations with low level of glyphosate resistance. But I think that was more our fault than actual resistance. As I said, there was a lot of variation between the barley grass populations. So when we grew them all in our screenhouse, some populations were at the two to four leaf stage and ready to be sprayed when other populations had already got well into tillering. Some of those populations had amazing early vigour. They were dramatically different growth rates. So... I think some of the populations got sprayed a little bit late and they did look pretty sick and unhappy. I think if they had been in the field, they would have died properly. Right. It's much easier to survive in a screenhouse with a good irrigation <laughs> yeah. system. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. Again, we saw about 60% group A fog resistance and about 70% resistance to group B herbicides, the immunoherbicides like Intervix. And here's a sulfuron, Atlantis. But again, those resistance levels sound high, but the survivors weren't growing well. They didn't have much vigor. I suspect they would have died in the field. It's also worth mentioning that this is a targeted resistance test. We were saying to farmers, if you have a resistant population, send it to us, which makes the results different from the RE resistance tests, for example. Mm. You just grew up around and randomly sampling fields at the end of the season. Yeah. And for a plant like ryegrass, if you randomly sample at the end of the season, it's probably there because it survived herbicide. But barley grass with that late emergence, there's a good chance it's there at the end of the season because it just grew later and escaped all the herbicides. Yeah. So, yes, it sounds like a really bad resistance problem, but 
I think it's only a moderately bad resistance problem, but it does show that we need diversity in barley grass rotations. Yeah, definitely, Catherine. Thank you for that. Now, you've both touched on this uh, already, but I think it's important just to highlight what growers need to do to get the best results for weed control of barley grass. Ben, if I could just start with you, I'd love to get both of your perspectives. What are your thoughts on this question? What would you say to growers to get the best results for weed control for barley grass? I think the best thing to do would be in the pasture phase, firstly, avoid relying on spray topping only, and particularly paraquat as a method of control. And that means planning on using a selective product in season. And to do that, you need to have something else there to hold the paddock together and to provide feed. So so on some of those paddocks, it's hopefully establishing a legume base so that the barley grass can be removed earlier in the season. Certainly timely spraying in good spraying conditions, and that applies in pasture as well as in crop. We've had a number of examples where Growers have thought they've had resistance, but then when, once it's been applied, say through a hand boom, which is goes out obviously at, at a lot of water, say 100 litres per hectare of water and, and four kilometres an hour, it works fine, as opposed to a boom straight putting it out at 50 litres of water at 30 kilometres an hour. So there's there's quite a bit to do with actual spraying conditions and, and maybe just, just slowing down a bit more to make sure you're getting the job done properly particularly on paddocks where you've got some concerns so there are a couple of things that would really help to to get better results uh, and also as Catherine mentioned resistance testing is really useful particularly if you are concerned because I think it works both ways in certain times people have thought they've been a problem where there hasn't and vice versa a poor result has been blamed on poor spraying conditions when there's actually been resistance and that's showed up pretty strongly in those tests that Catherine mentioned so I think that's really worthwhile um, and then that just lets you know about which products you can rotate to and and so keeping a rotation of herbicides and crop types in the mix to ensure that the products you are using at the moment will continue to work into the future. Great tips Ben and Catherine do you have anything to add to that on what growers can do for really great barley grass weed control? As I mentioned earlier Something we've consistently seen is barley grass needs more than one year of control. It really needs a three or maybe even four or five year plan, particularly if you have dry years where you might not get full emergence or a non-wetting soil. There were a couple of instances where the grower groups got really fantastic control, 100% seed set, but still really strong germination in the following years. So it's a long-term plan. Another thing we really struggled with was late cohorts. You get fantastic initial control, go out there and go, wow, that treatment was great. Look how clean it is. But those late cohorts keep creeping up. Barley grass, particularly in Western Australia, is usually too short for harvest weed seed control. So as Ben said, spray topping wasn't really effective, but I can see why people keep going back to it because we don't have a lot of great options for late season control. Mm. And if it's not germinating until July or August. You really want something for late season. It's a tricky one. Yeah, it is tricky. And, <laughs> yeah. Go on. So spray topping was fantastic in some areas and very bad in others. And it's a very difficult thing to get right across your entire farm. You can't 
spray the whole farm in ideal conditions at the perfect growth stage. And as Ben pointed out, there's no perfect growth stage. It can be very stagnant. I think the best results around diversity, trying to try different things in your rotation when you can. Again, crop competition is really, really effective on our shorter barley grass species. And yes, we need more research around the option of late season control. Yeah, certainly. Well, that it sounds really promising so far, the results you've got out of and some really practical advice to give to growers as well. Catherine, I just wanted to finish off with just asking you about the weed seed wizard, which we have talked about before, but I think it's important to highlight again. So the weed seed wizard decision-making tool can be used by growers and is free. How would you advise growers to best utilise this tool? Yes, the tool can be freely downloaded from our website. The real value of the weed seed wizard is that it lets you put in your own soil type and weather for your region. So it captures some of that seasonal variability we saw in the field. Those years where crop competition might be less effective because it's a bit dry and the initial emergence was poor, all those seasons where you get later emergence. One of the real advantages of the weed seed wizard for barley grass management is that the weed tends to be more competitive in South Australia. They just have taller plants, higher seed production. And that's going to happen. When you have one model for the whole country, obviously you can't capture all the variation you see between weed species. But that's an advantage here because often I've ground truthed a few of our models and models tend to be very optimistic. They assume that every herbicide can give 95 to 100% control <laughs> because the modelers are sitting in a nice air-conditioned office, not out there watching all the things that can go wrong at spray time mm. just because you have a lot of farm to cover at the same time. Yeah. But for barley grass, generally if you get it under control in the model, it will actually be a tiny bit easier to control in field conditions. So the model won't give you a misleadingly optimistic view of your barley grass control. So, yes, it's a great model to download, play around with, swap chemicals. Anyone can make up new chemicals if the product you want isn't in the model. And that can be a really effective way to play around with different long-term management options. Great. Well, I'll put the link to the weed seed wizard in the podcast notes. And a lot of the tips that have been provided in controlling barley grass today are all related to Weed Smart Big Six principles. So if you haven't checked out the Weed Smart Big Six on our website, I encourage you to do so. Have a look through the Big Six and see if there's anything that you're not doing in your farming system, which you might be able to consider and employ. And it could potentially help with uh, weeds like barley grass. So I'd like to thank you both. Thank you so much, Ben and Catherine, for joining me for this podcast for the regional update and giving a great overview of this project any final comments guys yeah there was one thing that i wanted to add jess sorry was sure there was a point that i wanted to add just to that last question uh, about what they can do to get best results for weed control through our trial one of our treatments we looked at was delaying sowing by a month to to try and get some additional germinations of barley grass uh, that's traditionally been something that has been used in the past is waiting for that first flush and while it did get better weed control we found that the delay in sowing penalized the crop a lot more than the benefit from weed control 
because there were a lot more barley grass plants germinating later in the season, as Catherine mentioned. So we actually didn't find that to be a great control method. Well, the control didn't outweigh the, the yield penalty that we suffered by, by delaying sowing. So that was something that we learned in our trial. Okay, great. Thanks, Ben. All right, well, we'll wrap things up there. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you, Jess. Thanks very much.